0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Brooks McDonald show. I'm excited to be here with my beautiful wife, Carrie Beth, and wanted to spend some time today talking to you about intentional communities and what does that mean? And so what is an intentional community? Well, it's it's really around the idea of taking stock of who do you spend most of your time with in your daily life with? Well, that's your community. And most of the time you just it's whoever you're spending that time with, that's your friends and But you don't realize at times how much influence those people are having on your daily life. There's a saying that says, if you hang around five millionaires, you'll be the sixth. If you hang around five crackheads, you'll be the sixth. And so, wow, that's an extreme statement. But it causes you to take stock of who do you spend your daily life with, who do you spend your um, time with in the day, and how that bleeds into how you view life, how you do life. And so, me and Carrie Beth both are from outside of Memphis, and we have awesome, deep-rooted, wonderful friendships there. And then we moved to Nashville, and we moved down to the beach, and we saw, I guess, as life went on, and and we're around where people in life experiences, how we uh, moved with work and things like that, to say, hey, as we moved, we want to be diligent on who we make a decision to spend our time with. And it, I, you may say differently on this, but I think part of it is is that because we moved, we had that decision. Sometimes if you're living where you grew up, it's the people you grew up with. And those people that are those deep-rooted friendships, with, with friendships for us, that's what I put in the category of family. I mean, they are deep-rooted family to us, but that still doesn't change. Sometimes you may need to take a look at who have you been spending time with that may be having a negative influence in your life. Thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. I mean, this whole topic, I think, is just huge. If you really think about it, it goes back to (laughs) now that we're parents of a teenager, right? Your parents telling you, who are you hanging around? What are they like? What's their family like? While that can seem like weird when you're younger, as an adult, this is how we do life and how we do friendships. And yeah, I would encourage you, even if you've been in the same place forever, right, which we were until we were in our young 30s, that just to take stock. Life changes. Uh, kids grow, you become friends with who they're around, whatever activities they're in. And so, I think just saying, who's around me? Am I being the influence and the light and living the way I want to be when I'm around them? Or is it hard for me to do that when I'm around them? Because that's not really who I want to be like. So, let's take stock of who I'm spending a lot of time with and and what are they causing my actions to be.
0: Yeah. And so there's right ways and wrong ways to do some of this. I've seen so many examples where they take that type of discussion. And they're like, oh, well, just let me go ahead and cut the people out of my life that is spending around me. That's what you're going to do to me is just cut me out. <laughs> um, that's not what it means is cutting people out necessarily, but it is about who you decide to share your time with. And it, there, this could cause some tough decisions to be made around... Um, that you slowly back away from certain people because you know what I'm talking about. You know, you know what I mean. When there's people in your life that you don't feel more full when you leave them, but you feel drained. You feel like um, the air has been let out of a, a room when you're around those individuals. And that doesn't mean you don't try to pour into them and change them. It's just you have categories of people in your life, family and super close friends, your intentional community of who you're around every day. And then the people that you're working with, that you're spending time with, but you're pouring into, and that's the ones where you need that clear distinction of, hey, I need to have my guard up that when I'm with these people, I'm not allowing myself to slip into those other pieces, but that I'm still working with. It could be even work community that you're spinning around and you have a task you're getting done. Those individuals are stellar at whatever task that they've given in a day, but everything else in life sometimes may not be so stellar. Uh, The words they're sharing, how they're pouring out life to you. And so we've seen as we read, like you see behind me, these rows of books here, and we see it resounding. And then in Scripture also, in Scripture, we talk about Scripture, where's a good example of that? Well, Jesus with His 12 disciples and who He chose to spend His days with, there was an intentional brotherhood in those communities that He spent His time around. That wasn't by accident. The people that he set, he spent all those time with and hours with walking paths and roads, they got to see a different side of Jesus in discussions than the daily people that he was preaching to. That's our Lord and Savior, people, that made the decision to have that. And so for us, we have to have that same intentionality around, who do I spend my daily life with? T.D. Jakes um, had, a, had a great quote around, now this could be a tough one. But he said, life really doesn't begin until you've left the zip code you grew up in. And I think that's applicable in our lives, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, as you were saying that, it just reminded me that Scripture tells us we're made for community, right? Like, God didn't place us here to do all this and be on mission, by ourselves and so before we talk about the zip code um, you may have heard it even drawn out in an analogy that your inner circle you' in, there's something there's inner circle and there's community but as we're talking about this your inner circle is just a handful of people and those are the very intentional people who really almost have an invitation to be in a really close part of your life and and then from there, You may the circle may widen to who you work with and who you're around, and that's not your choice. But like you said, that's that's the way we approach it. And so, yeah, because of changing our zip code is why we've had to take a look at who is in our community. Um, Yeah,
0: zip code. Yeah. So with that, (laughs) and we in that quote, it it, does it is it a broad brush that applies to everything? Not necessarily, but I think it is true that we saw in our lives there was some. Um, perceptions that I had, some opinions and biases that I walked in, that once I moved out of the zip code that I grew up in, it changed how I viewed those situations, that my worldview changed a little bit, how I saw perspective of people. And I really, I think the biggest piece that has walked us to is what grace looks like and how heavier in grace we've had. Now, I've had personal swings of both ways where I had such spiritual legalism that also was rigid in my political views and everything to a whole lot of spiritual grace and walking really heavy in grace. Uh, Politically, how that changes is just how I communicate with the people and really how I'm connecting with them Am I being the heart of Christ when I'm entertaining people. But then, as I I saw that and we saw that zip code change and we look back, isn't it wild how we look back on? There's certain things where I, I promise you, people, there have been a lot of apologies that I've had to make. I've had to make apologies to individuals for saying, hey, you got to give me some grace at this time of my life. I was really strong on you on some things and I really said some stuff that I wish I had and that I owe you an apology on. Some of you that watch this may be like, hey, Brooks, I'm still waiting on my apology. I'm sorry. You know, please, please carry grace in that. Anything, Dad?
1: Yeah, I think so. If you're listening to this and you're like, okay. Obviously, there's a lot of people that have watched us and our story and what we've done, and they've thought, oh, you all just telling everybody to move? Just, you don't like what you're doing? Pick up and move. We're not saying that. What we're applying this to is spend some time um, getting into places that think differently than where you're always at. My really first, what sticks in my mind that helped me do this, even if you're not like, oh, yeah, I should move, is we went to, on a mission trip, right? We left the country for a week on a mission trip, just a perspective of of how other things are and how everything is not just like it is in your zip code, wherever you're at. And so I just want to preface that with, you don't have to be moving to do that. You can just get other experiences
0: as well. Yeah. And so I think as your life experience changes, as you grow, as you travel, um, so do the friends that influence on you uh, change and grow, and some of it may be, as we've been on journeys of personal growth. Sometimes friendships that you're in, they're with you for a certain period of time, but then you need to change communities a little bit. And again, I, I want to. I get paranoid at times, so I have to talk out the words that are in my head, and I think that makes Carrie about the way better uh, podcaster than me because she doesn't. Uh, sh- she's really good at not having to entertain these other. Th- uh, other thoughts vocally, but I I think about how it's like oh so you're just using people for how good they're going to get to you and then moving on to the next. That's not what I'm saying. You build these friendships and you compartmentalize, but at some point in your growth, you need to be seeking out intentionally other people that are in a different echelon as you to be able to grow and move higher. Uh, I was just listening to a quote from John Bevere on a Bible study today, and he talks about how there is a, just like when the spies were sent into the Holy Land to see that there were these tribes of giants there. They're tribes of giants that we hold onto in our lives. And one of those is the limitation that we don't see that God can pour into us, that we limit our sphere of what we can accomplish and don't give God the ability to do some amazing things. And I think that relates here to say, if you're going to go walk those paths or go grow to those things, if you're not spending any time around people that have already been before you and done that or, or are on that journey to want to grow to that as well, you're going to have a really tough time getting there. You're going to meet a lot of opposition. And so you have to say, hey, who are people that have gone before me down that road that they, that I'd like to be a part of? And who are people that I keep seeing? Man, we just keep, there's people in my life now that we've met in the last couple of years. It's like, we're bound to be in this together we it's we laugh at how similarly you know some of the thought processes the books we've had go into alignment and those are probably indications of your community is that fair
1: yeah for sure and i mean here's the deal if you're on a personal growth journey if you're on a spiritual growth journey you're reading the books the podcast the scripture you're pouring in your time you want that's just another part of intentionality you want to say, well, these people I'm around need to be building me up, okay? I want to say this piece. That's your inner circle. Um, But there's also a place for, um, you know, we're going to go into the world and bring people in who are less than we are. So, I think addressing that is that we need these people to sharpen us. That needs to be our inner circle. So, then we are um fulfilled enough, we are strong enough, we have growth enough to go out and reach those other people. But those don't need to be the people that are our, around us constantly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I I think the biggest extreme that I disclaim, I've already done it a couple of times on here, is what that looks like, because I've seen that done terribly. Um, in a lot of the influencer circles that I've been around, there's an air of haughtiness that can be Carried around that better than you type of a thing. And I hope I walk in humility in life or grow continually to have more humility in life to say, hey, everyone has something to offer me that I can learn from a situation. But the daily individuals that I'm spending my daily life with, am I being very intentional on that task or not? So, but I will say also, if you're thinking, oh, they're so haughty. Not even us, but other people. You see them like, oh, look at them. Maybe you need to do some introspection. Maybe you, maybe that's a check to where your old brain. If you ever spend time studying that, how the old brain in our in our bodies is brought up. Just like some people relate to uh, cavemen. As a Christian, I just think of. Um, there are situations that Noah dealt with in the ark and the animals he dealt with that were formed then that are a little different than what I have to today. It's a fight or flight. And so that comfort area of how you're grown and raised forms this basis of when to cry as an infant, when to need food, when to feel secure, when to feel safe. Some people that were brought up in traumatic situations, those old brains actually are formed in a bad way. They get get bad language firing into it because of the trauma they dealt with. And so they can't trust some of the fight or flight situations because it was bad information. Well, uh, they say, I think it's like by like year eight that most of your old brain is done forming. Well, if you can't have time to recognize that maybe I need to check that old brain and say, is that in alignment with where I need to be or do I need to adjust to some? Because that old brain can give you bad information, give you good stuff, tell you when to feel the hair on the back of your neck stands up when there's somebody following you in a dark alley. Those are times to follow it. But you don't follow it all the time in your creative nature. And your creative nature is done via... The other portion of your brain and also as we call forming neural pathways. And so Carrie Beth is really good at just talking about this around how are we forming our daily habits and daily intentions? And so when it's around our community, are we daily pouring into these individuals and seeking them out? And is iron as the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. So when one man sharpens another, are you in those relationships where you're getting both? And I think maybe that's another, I'm just trying to give you tools to walk away with of these people in the community that I need to be in or not. Well, are they sharpening you? Are they challenging you? Are they pouring into you in a positive way, not negativity? Maybe that's an indicator. And if they're not, are they pulling you down and never challenging you to be positive? Are you the one that's always trying to lift them up while they deflate you and pull you down? You need to take stock of that. And that doesn't mean you're not pouring into them. As Carrie Beth said, it's just which compartment you put them in. And knowing you have something someone said about the human brain is the beauty of our ability is that at least we become aware of stuff. Our awareness is the first step to change. And before this conversation, there were some of you listening that didn't have an awareness about intentional communities or where people were congratulations. Now that you have an awareness of where people sit in your communities and where those life cycles are, now you can be aware of, hey, how do I spend my time with them? Do I need to quarantine this off? Do I need to seek out advice from somebody that's a mentor of mine that honestly, you may not be in their influencing category, but they're working on you and you view them as a mentor? So there's people that are actually compartmentalizing you in a different area that you need to go seek out and say, hey, How do I work on this? Or I need to spend more time with this coffee together, things like that.
1: Yes. Okay. I got two things to say listening to that. First of all, y'all want to get real for a minute. Um, Growing up can be tough, but if you're listening to this, you're probably an adult now. Okay. And what he said about your old brain, sometimes it's real uncomfortable for us to step into a space that outgrows the way we grew up. I mean, from personal development, I mean, from spiritual, I mean, financial, any of it. And so, we can be in a comfort zone where we don't, we don't, we're not around other people who've done other things. And what he's talking about, about mentorship, seek out those people. Who do you see doing the things that you're doing? That might not be your inner circle, but that may be somebody you reach out to and take the step to say, hey, I'd love to pick your brain about this. I'd love to spend some time with you. Brooks isn't saying this about himself, but y'all, In business that we've done, he's done that since we were in college, reached out to people and said, hey, I really like what you're doing. Would you mind if I came and spent some time with you? And so that goes a long way. And then the next thing that I want to say is, um, if you're a believer, and for us, our best community has always been found in the church, and we've had discussions about that And again, that doesn't mean we don't befriend people outside of the church, but for us, that means any time that we try to have really close community outside of the church, it just doesn't go as well. And so, having that rooted community of people that are in your same faith, in your same faith community in the church with you, doesn't have to even be your church, but um, that's a lot of what we seek out as well.
0: Yeah, no that's really good. Excuse me. <clears throat> that's really good. Um the the Florida allergies that are in the air are getting in my throat for a second. Um and part of that too uh, that came to me was how are you discerning the people that you're around? What Carrie Beth said about we have found those to be in church community. The Bible spends some time talking about being equally yoked. That doesn't go just for marriage, that goes for business partnerships, and then close friendships are closer than business partners, so you need to have that in there as well. And so some of that would be around uh, looking at the fruits that they bear. And again, another thing is awareness. Sometimes I was never aware until someone else told me to be attentive to what fruit someone is bearing in their life. And so It could be depending on what advice you're seeking from them or friendship, but you can tell a lot of times if you don't see a lot of qualities play out. Maybe they're saying it, but you don't see in their actions or daily life. Shoot, there's parts of, and and again, not to condemn anybody on that, because that depends on where your faith journey is in life and walk. I can tell you firsthand, I'll be the first to step up and say, there were times in my life that my lips were saying the right thing, but my actions were not following it. And it wasn't until hard-headed discussions were made to draw me back to clearly recognize error, repent, and to move on. But then with that, though, there were people that were attentive to me that saw difference in my actions and behaviors versus my words. And that's what I, so huh, I'm not only the president, I'm also a member too. And so you need to be aware of the people you're spending around, what's their fruits like, and, and how are they bearing out with other people? And now that you're aware of it, you're going to have a tendency to be uh, thoughtful of that more, I would say. so.
1: Yeah. Um, as far as a tangible piece, what if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I've never thought about this. I've just always hung out with the same people. I go to work. I raise my kids. I don't really think about it. Um, that's okay. But now you know. You know, do good until you know better, and when you know better, do better, okay? Mm, that's good. And so, what, you, what are you going to do? So, okay, what do I do now? How do I find friends? I'm like a grown-up, right? And so, my advice is, again, if you're a believer and you have a church community, look around you. Who's around you that's about the things that you want to be about? I tell my 13-year-old this, okay? But the same goes for us. Um, so, who is around you that you want to be around? If you don't know anybody that's a sign you probably need to plug into some more things. Take some of your time that you do have and plug into some groups that are doing things you enjoy or doing things that you want to be doing.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. Thanks for being with us today. Hope it was helpful. Please uh, like, follow, share. We appreciate you. Thanks for staying, uh, sticking with us. Bye, everybody.